0: And believe that in four quarters, we're going to
1: walk in this locker room, we're going to break the music up, and we're going to (laughs) dance.
2: From the studios of WPLY, in the middle of Central and Southwest Virginia, this is Crunch Time, your go to program for area high school football and beyond. Now, your host
3: and Crunch creator, Carl York.
4: It's Crunch Time, baby! Welcome to Crunch Time Road Game Podcast. How about that? That's oh, a mouthful. Look at that. Uh, high school sports fans, I'm telling you, it's Crunch Time in the summertime. Uh, we're doing our first podcast here, and we're loving it. This might be a regular thing for us. Uh, we need a way to get to some of these other sports and some yeah. of these other things going on. and. You know, Jimmy's chomping at the bit over there to, you know, do a lot of stuff. So I can't I can't control him, Coach. That's it. It's
5: a
6: hard mean, man to a
4: hard man to control right there,
6: but I gotta get that camera snapping <laughs> again.
4: He's got a new yeah. headset. I mean oh,
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's
4: got racing stripes on it. I mean, watch out. Uh, good day central and Southwest Virginia. Oh man, I tell you, um, uh I'm Carl York. They call me Captain Crunch. Uh, and straight as a crow flies. Yes. Or hops, rather. It's hops. not that far. That's right. Uh, across from me is Coach Randy Lefwich. Between us is Jimmy, Mr. Crunch MVP Whitaker. A lot of people know him as Jimmy Thing. Right. So mm. he's got so many names. He's the glue that holds us together. He's the glue. He always That's says it. that. He's the glue. Maybe we should call him I'm Elmer. Glue. I never
6: it. thought about holding us together, but <laughs> I like that. That's it, I man. like that.
4: All right, Elmer. Elmer it is. Yes. yes. All right, Boy. very good. Man, we got a treat for you uh, today. This uh, this week there were youth camps all across the valley uh, for young f- future football players. But our podcast um, went out to uh, the Cavalier Youth Football Camp out at Botetite. Nice. Mm. And uh, they're in Delvin. Coach, uh, Coach Harless, Coach Stephen Harless invited Crunch, and we were happy to be there. We had a lot of fun out there. Yeah. And uh, so we've got uh, – We've got a lot of uh, little segments. You know, they had a lot of, uh, obviously, campers. They had coaches. They had uh, a lot of their players that are playing in college come back. Right. I mean, it was like a who's who of, you know, good football players.
5: Well, you know, and if you haven't had your football camp yet and you would like for us to come over, all you got to do is call us. Invite us. You know, and that's what Jamie Harless did. Jamie said, hey, guys, can you show up and, you know, Watch what's going on. Take a look at the uh, new kids that are going to be on the field this year, some of the young ones that haven't even, you know, got into the system yet, but everybody's watching. So, you know,
4: please don't think we're slighting anybody because we're not. Well, All you got to do is invite us. It was fun, though, because these campers are actually pretty young. They're six, ages 6 to 14. But the high school team, mm-hmm. the yes. current high school team, the players really ran it, and then with help from – the guys that are in college coming back and right. some other coaches, so it really is sort of a. It's really cool. These these young kids, aspiring football players, one day really look up to these big guys. You can they just, do. You can. It's it's like big brother time. Right. I mean they they are having a ball out there, and the campers, you know, uh, they were they were in groups of three. Okay. So you had six, seven, and eight year olds, and I'm telling you, these mm. guys weren't big as a minute. Right. <laughs> I mean, they, they were. They were tiny, but they had as much fire as anybody. Then lots you had lots of energy. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Then you had the the middle group, nine tens and elevens, and then the big group was twelve, thirteen, and fourteen. And um, so, just uh, I'll I'll just go through kind of what they did day one and day two, and then and then we'll talk a little bit about it. But uh, and then we'll get into some of the you know we we interviewed some folks. So day one, you know, they start right with the stretching and stuff, which I think is really impressive. They don't just run around. Right. I mean, they teach them. Hey, you gotta stretch. You yeah. gotta, you gotta get ready for this stuff. So they they stretched. Uh, they taught them techniques, fundamentals. Um, then a little bit later on, they had a punt, pass, and kick. Okay, punt, pass, I and love that. Yeah, that uh, coach, you That's and awesome. I were talking about the other day. We right. both were in that as kids.
5: We've done those as kids, and that is something that you know you're competing against everybody right there with you, and it's just a fun activity. Uh, Jimmy said he never had the opportunity to no. do one of these as a kid. But these, you know, these are huge events all over the country sometimes. And I know, like, we were laughing with Andy Reid, the yeah. coach of the Chiefs. You know, if you look at the video there, <laughs> th- this young man, when he was, you know, when he was a kid, was huge.
4: He was a mountain.
5: He was a mountain, and he's taking on these. I know that uh, Chuck Baker from Haley Toyota. That's he, right. He had won his region. Of you know of this competition, oh, pass and kick? Yeah. yeah.
4: So you know it's one of these things where it's around, been and, around for a while. And you used to see uh, the winners uh, be uh, recognized at NFL games. Correct. Oh, yeah. They would walk them out yeah. and, and give them something, and and so it was a big deal. I don't know if it's still that kind of big deal, but I loved it. The thing about it is, it's pressure packed. I it mean, is. You get you get a punt it, you get a throw it, uh, you know. I mean, you get a kick it and I mean, you don't get a lot of tries. I mean, it's, it's, right. do it right then.
5: Well, but a lot of times, you know, you get to see somebody you may not necessarily get to see, you know, throw this ball for me. And that ball goes, you know, a little farther than you think. Jimmy. Hey, had-
6: yeah, we were, uh, at, at, and this was the older kids, uh, but we had a young man there and, he threw the ball forty nine yards. Let's see, and we and I even saw Coach Harless's eyes go up a little when right because that once he threw it that far, it just sort of started echoing around the field. Yeah, and they were like forty nine yards. And of course, Carl and I saw him throw it, and he he was quite a.
4: I thought Jimmy was going to run underneath it, but he couldn't run it down.
6: <laughs> <laughs> really? Not enough speed there. Not, speed, uh, I not
4: mean, anymore. You know. Yeah. I think he was trying to throw Jimmy open, but right. Jimmy just but, couldn't.
6: But I did catch a uh, a great photo of that young man throwing the ball 49 yards. So, and going back and looking at the photos after he threw it. Now, nah, granted, I'm no quarterback coach or anything like that. Right. But. Uh, he had great setup, great form, and obviously great results to be able to throw at forty nine yards. So yeah. yeah,
4: you're a pretty good Monday morning quarterback, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I am.
6: He likes to tell us what <laughs> we yeah. need to do. Yeah. You know. Yeah, he <laughs> likes
4: to you know predict it after it's already been That's done. Right. But, uh, I've
6: been pretty accurate when I do that too.
4: <laughs> well, they had a guest speaker the first night, A.J. Hampton. We've got a little mm. bit of his speech. Uh, he was a former Cavalier player. I think he he played for uh, co- uh, Coach Alavito at Bata Really loves Harless, though. And he's a, a defensive back graduate assistant at Virginia Tech right now. Okay. So they didn't mess around. No. I mean, they brought in people no. that really the guys would really respond to. Day two, a little threat of weather coming in there. It pushed the campers inside. Uh, but the fun didn't stop. Okay. I'm t- you know, the kids, uh, they were tested on, you know, sprint times and long jump and shuttle times. And they all got a card, which is really cool. They they tabulated everything. The kids all got a card. Uh, at the end, they all got a medal, right? Uh, which was really cool. And then, you know, at the very end of the camp, at, at, at the end of that day, that second day, Virginia Tech coach Bud Foster was there. Okay, mm. so really cool. The campers uh, really responded to him, and right. man, he looks like—I mean, he looks like he could still play. But I yes. mean, his voice—I mean, he—he's got that commanding and, voice.
6: And the great thing about Bud Foster that day, you know, some some folks you would think he may have showed up. 20 minutes before he had to speak yeah he was there the whole time i mean he watched those little kids and and then even afterwards had it I, it appears that he signed some autographs when he finished which was pretty cool yeah yeah
4: we got a little sound bite just just at the beginning kind of i, I love this
7: so, all the little guys on the okay. 50 okay. Right. So, let's go all the little guys hold on a
3: minute
4: I tell you, you hear Coach Harless when he barks, everybody yeah, listens. You can feel the energy. He's the E. F. Hutton. There of you go. Coaches. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he, de- yeah. You definitely feel the energy and the kids' excitement, and and uh, we've got a lot of little sound bites like that we want to play throughout this uh, podcast. But um, uh, and then, and then you know. Uh, I also want to talk about these, uh, uh, these, these young guys that are playing in college right now. Okay. Uh, let me just go over. I'm going to go over the list. Now, they weren't all there, right. or maybe I didn't recognize them all. They're changing so quickly. But uh, let me just give you a list of, of who's in college right now for Botetot playing. Uh, Hunter Rice and Trey Rice are at VMI. Mm. Evan Eller's at VMI. Uh, Trey Ryder is at VMI. Jesse Hansen, Virginia yep. Tech. You got Gunnar Givens at Virginia Tech, Hunter McLean at Virginia Tech, Troy Everett at Appalachian State, Kyle Arnholt at Appalachian State, Jake DeWeese at UVA, uh, Zach Hortons at JMU, Xavier Stevens is at Furman, Bryson Oliver, Charleston uh, Southern, uh, Gage Basham's at Liberty University, uh, Jake DeWeese, whoops. Got him already. Colston Powers is at Appalachian State. Okay. Uh, Noah Overstreet's at Concord. Ty Mouse at Concord. Mikey Rago's at Concord. Isaiah Stevens is at Notre Dame uh, in Ohio, Notre Dame College in Ohio. Cam Moss at West Virginia State. Um, you got James Ryan Salvi at Hamden-Sydney. Uh, Dylan at uh, Bridgewater. Frank Sawyers at uh, Bluefield College, where Jimmy went. Yep. Trevor Catron at Bluefield College, AJ Hampton was is the GA that talks. He's yeah. at Virginia Tech as a coach. Then you got Aiden Jones at Concord, KJ Bratton at uh, UVA, Daniel Smith at Virginia State, Bryce Harrison at Bridgewater, and Bryson Harvey at Weeman Mary. Look at that! And, what a list, man! And, I'm and, telling and you. I,
6: and I think you know there was one. Now he just graduated, but I'll still I think it was worth giving him a hot yeah. a, a shout out. I think it was Garrison Mayo who went yeah, to Christopher right. Newport University, Garrison. who just graduated in May. Nice. He was there as well. Garrison. A captain.
4: A captain.
6: Yeah. So, yeah. I
4: mean, just the, think about it. The colleges that are represented in these guys right. and the players there that have recently come out of Lord Botetot, I mean, it's a special place over there. You know, one of
5: the guys that right now that I'm really interested in seeing, that's Hunter McLean. Yes. To see how what he turns into as a college player because – That right there was one of these young men that, you know, kind of got offered late. Yep. And you're just sitting back now going, okay, because everything I'm hearing about him, Virginia Tech loves him. Right. And I have a feeling that this young man may eventually play on Sundays because he is just that kind of kid and, boy, he gives you every single thing he's got when he gets out there on the field. We talked to him. He's as big as a
4: mountain. He is. He is.
5: I mean, but he he is. his
4: legs don't look like a, you know, it's not a typical huge guy. I mean, he's got legs that look like a receiver. Right. And a lot of those guys have great feet. And, you know, we talked to him a little bit. And, uh, you know, uh, he was there both days. Right.
6: And, and we also noticed a uh, talent that most people may not know that Hunter had. Okay. And Hunter is a is a rabbit catcher. Oh, remember that, Carl? I do. Nice. <laughs> he caught a bare little, hands. He caught a rabbit yeah. barehanded. <laughs> Look was at that. very gentle with it. I mean, he ultimately the the rabbit was released, and no rabbit was harmed during the, okay. during that incident. <laughs> but it was interesting to see Hunter, uh, a big guy like that, how quickly he could get a. He was able to pick up a rabbit. Well,
5: that's what they're yeah, looking for.
6: That's Absolutely.
4: Right. You know. Well, you know these summer camps are really important, and uh, the thing the thing that you don't think about. Obviously, they're important for the young kids. Right. The young kids get the experience, and they start to see what it feels like to be out there running around. And then the thing that you don't necessarily think about is it also galvanizes the current high school team. Yes. What uh, Coach Harless had told me a couple of days before was he said that the, their high school players actually ran through the drills. Okay. Before they actually did them. Right. So they were, um, they were well aware of how it was supposed to flow. What was supposed to happen because yeah. they did it. I would have loved to have seen a pump pass and kick contest with the current uh Cavalier team. Right. I that, mean, that would have been so cool.
5: It would be. And, you know, this is something. Yesterday we had the opportunity uh to speak to some people down at Virginia Tech and the football team yesterday had their home run derby. And it's all about team building. How and you and you're you know, you think to your head, wait a minute, these guys play football. Right. They don't play no, it's just that team building things that, you know, that they lay on the table and say, "Guys, today we're going to hit some softballs and some baseballs and we're going to see who's the best home run hitter out of everybody and it just brings them together yeah. as a team." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you can, you know, if you can get your, you know, older guys in there, teach them the drills, then that becomes the next team for you. Right? Because trust me, somewhere down the line, one of these kids are going to come back to Bodotcot. One of these kids are going to be an assistant coach, and one day we could easily sit here and say, hey, head coach, and yeah.
4: it's that kid. Well, the funny thing about that is if you've ever seen some of that stuff, these guys are elite athletes, and some of them are terrible at yes, another sport. They are. They're
5: terrible. They are, yes.
4: I mean, they couldn't make the team, but, I mean, they're such great athletes, in what they do, they're so specialized. Mm-hmm. But that just goes to show you, you know, we're not all built
5: for everything. Right. I think they said Grant Wells, the young man out of Marshall, uh, he went he, he went through 28 pitches and hit 21 home runs out of 28 pitches yesterday.
6: Baseball or softball? Softball. And were they on the girls field or the On the girls field. Okay. Yes. So, oh don't good? do that. I'm just saying. No, I'm just no, saying. no. No,
5: I thought I thought Keely Richard would be pitching but she's elsewhere <laughs> pitching right now. So they had some of the coaches and assistant coaches over there, you know, pitching for them but yeah, don't give me
6: that
0: no, no, look. I'm uh, saying, you know,
5: I was uh, just
6: trying to, you know, give the full picture on what kind uh, of field we, we were Don't right. diminish. Starting already. Yes,
4: don't diminish what they were doing. <laughs> you know,
5: high 21's school. really good. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
6: High,
4: high school teams have to, you know, get ready. They go through a summer camp and they, they get do. ready for the season. This is us getting ready right. for the this season. Right. Yeah. This is our bonding <laughs> exercise right it. here, yeah. you know. That's right. That's right. All right. I've got a little sound bite uh, from, uh, from the camp, and then we're going to go right into Bud Foster with the media which I thought was really interesting, Uh, uh, Coach Foster
3: talking about the Cavs.
8: What is the message you kind of want to send to these kids today? Well,
3: I think a couple things. Number one, uh, it says something about them wanting to better themselves, wanting to improve themselves. I think that makes a big statement. Then number two, you know, I think – there's an opportunity to learn, uh, to understand what it takes. So you've got some, a group of young kids, and there's a mix that looks like to me. But you know, you also get an opportunity to be around some older kids from a good program, some young men who have gone on to uh, you know, play at the coll- collegiate level, but to understand the work ethic it takes to kind of put in uh, to be successful. And then I think the cool thing is that you know, athletics in general, in my opinion. It does so much for your personal development, but it also carries over into, you know, development in your life skills. And uh, I think, uh, you know, that's the one thing that uh, it did for me, and I think it's the one thing that I think these kids will identify. May not today, but, you know, down the road.
8: Obviously, there's a handful of kids from Botetourt who went on to Virginia Tech. So what do you see in this program that can get kids to the next level and that you feel like has made good Hokies?
3: Yeah, well, without doubt, uh, you know, Coach Harless is, I think, one of the outstanding coaches in the state of Virginia, if not in this country. Uh, you know, he uh, he's, his players are obviously well coached, uh, have a good football IQ, know how to work, know how to compete. You know, and have the discipline to be consistently good, and that's the one thing anybody can get there once, but to to do it over and over again, that's the challenge. And uh, you know, Coach Harless has, has established a culture, uh, and you know, and uh, of success. But it's through hard work that success is earned, and uh, you know, and. and the kids have bought into that, and they've had a lot of success with that. But that's carried on, to for a lot of guys over to the next level, which has allowed them to have success in the next level as well.
8: And Southwest Virginia is becoming a recruiting kind of hotbed again. I know we've all known there's been talent there, but it seems like the new staff is kind of jumping into that approach. These kids could be playing at Virginia Tech someday. Do you kind of see that talent out there?
3: Well, you know, the Southwest Virginia area has always had good football, well-coached, Tremendous fan bases, and it goes through cycles at times. Uh, we had a stretch run at Virginia Tech where we had some of the top players in the country came from Southwest Virginia, and I think there's an opportunity for that too. I mean, this area, the New River Valley, the Roanoke Valley, uh, Southwest Virginia, they they all have some talented players, but I think the one thing that they do have is outstanding coaches. Uh, the, you know, those, the, the people care, kind of like at the Hokie Nation, you know, they care about their football, and that makes an exciting atmosphere for on Friday nights, and, and that's what makes this game special. And, and, uh, but there is some talent there, and it's good to see so many young people coming out to try to improve and better themselves.
4: I tell you, you can hear the crowd there. There's a lot yeah, of people. A lot you of can people. stir them with a stick. But uh, a few things, a few call-outs from uh, Coach Foster there. I love the fact that he talked about, you know, uh, Harless and the Cavaliers really – um, about getting there again and again and again.
5: Well, you know, this has now become, and this we talk about this a lot during the show and during the year, you don't want a football team. You want a program.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: And uh, Bud Foster, just, he hit it right there. Year after year, when these teams keep showing up, you lose that status of that's not a football team anymore. Right. That's a program. Because Salem has a program. Right. You know, Glenver has a program. And it usually builds up on that coach. And if you start taking a look at the coaches, usually the coaches are there many years. You know, you take a look at Clifford. You take a look at, you know, uh, Holter. You take a look at, you know, Harless. They're there years. Right. And they build these programs. And so I think that's what we're seeing with Botetot right now because here lately,
4: year after year after year, they're there. They show up. Well, you're talking about a system, you know, really yeah. that – uh that and, and again, different players have different skills. But when you have a system where especially in a team sport like football, where they're all learn to work with each other. Right. You know, it's it's interesting. And, and a lot of the good teams are like this. You know, uh, if you notice when Coach Harless is at a game, he doesn't coach a lot because he's coached them. Yeah. In practice. That's it. So his kids are all like coaches out there. They're reading and reacting to what they're seeing. Now, he may, you know, call something, he may call an audible. He may switch it up. But for the most part, he's already coached them all summer, the week leading up to the game. And I I find that really fascinating that, um, you know, he may motivate them a little bit. Right. He may not like something, and he'll get on them. Yeah. But as far as, you know, coaching them, they're already coached up. Right. But uh, I really thought that, uh, I mean, I think Coach Harless could take Bud Foster on his next job interview and just let him. Yeah, you know, I mean, he just. I'm laid not gonna it say nothing. To he's yeah, he's yeah. my guy. Let him do it. So, <laughs> um, but I mean, it, it it was neat to see him talk. I, I you don't realize the relationships that somebody like a Coach Bud Foster has with high school coaches. Right, and you could tell he really likes Harless.
5: Well, but you got to remember, now you know Bud Foster. He's a defensive guy. Right, and you take a look at what's being pumped out of. Lord Botatai right now, its a lot of defensive kids heading up there to Virginia Tech. Yeah. And trust me, they're on the radar of Bud Foster. And even though Bud's in that office these days and not down on that field, Bud Foster still knows what's going on. He's still, you know, he's still in the mix with these kids. And Bud Foster is a draw for Virginia Tech. Sure. This guy, you know, and we look at him and we're like, you know, Bud, man, you look great. You're not old. You're not, you know, he just has that youthful look about himself right now. He's a draw for Virginia Tech because when he walks into the room, that's a legend. Right. That's the guy that did it with Frank Beamer. That's the guy right there that, you know, he is, you know, when you when you start looking at that resume, you know, that's the guy to beat Ohio State. That's the guy that, you know, got him to a national championship. You start looking at things like that, and he still carries a lot of weight in this area.
4: Well, you know, the other yeah. thing the other thing yeah. that I really like that he uh that he said was, you know. They built their success on kids from Virginia, especially yes. Southwest Virginia. Right. And uh, he thinks that the the group they are coaching now, Pry and, and, and his group, he thinks that they're gonna be they're gonna be using the same guys. They're gonna be looking in the same areas. They're gonna right. t- he, he wants them to take care of Virginia first. Right. And put a fence around
5: it. Well, and you notice too, when coaches come into a system and they come into a program and they're looking at that kid that's a four star, a five star. And while you're standing on that sideline watching that one kid, somebody else grabs your attention. Yeah. And you leave out of there and they'll say, Hey, what do you, you know, what do you think of this kid? And you're like, He's a four star. But let me tell you what I saw. They've got a tackle that is. Hunter
4: McClain was that kid.
5: Yes. That is unbelievable. And this kid, we need to put this kid on our radar. Yeah. And next thing you know, you start looking at him. And next thing you know, somebody's sitting there going, That's who we want. Well, coach, he's a three star. I don't care if he's a three star. That kid will give you everything he's got to put that VT on his helmet and go out there and play ball for I guarantee
4: for you. you when he hits you, you're going to see five stars. Yes. At least. At
5: least five stars. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <laughs> six. Maybe six. I exactly. Mean,
4: uh, all right, so we've got some former uh, Lord Botetite Cavalier players that we talked to. Uh, next up is Jesse Hansen at Virginia Tech and Noah Overstreet. Um, so let's let's hear those young men. All right, I got some big guys here. I mean, I can't even. they are blocking out the sun. I can vouch that. We do
6: have big guys. <laughs> uh, Jesse Hanson. You're a Virginia Tech, right? Yes, sir. There's Noah Overstreet.
4: So tell me, guys, how special is it to be able to come back here and uh, do this for Coach and, and be out here with you? Do you remember being young? Doing yeah,
6: this? I do. Well, I came to LB camp as a kid, and then uh, my brother was coaching it. But yeah, I mean, Coach Charles helps us so much. If he's gonna ask us to come back, we're coming back.
4: What makes it so special about Coach Charles? What is it about him? He just seems to connect with you guys, and I mean, it's special. I, you know, he does a great job of getting helping you get to the next level. Yeah,
2: he does a great job of helping us get to the next level and really installing a good work work ethic in us. You know, ever since. Uh, I was a freshman and I first stepped feet at LB. I remembered loving coming out here and playing football and then really just, you know, he helped me outside of the field too, in the classroom.
4: He's not easy. He's not an easy
3: guy.
2: No. Coach Charles is like big thing is belief like he
6: look at anybody in the entire school that's why I don't I think 99% of the kids of dudes that are at this school play football. Well,
2: we're not the biggest school but we have by far the biggest
6: football team for our class. He look at anyone and be like yep I can make you a phenomenal
2: football player. And it's like even if that kid doesn't believe it Coach Charles believes it and so he can ask anything of you because you know he believes you can do it and then it ends up working. Out.
4: I tell you, Jesse, uh, man, he is a big dude for one. Coach, we were talking about that uh, while we were listening to him. Uh, But he doesn't – you know, the linemen today, they're not these giant buildings. I mean, he's big. Right. But he looks like he can run. I guarantee you he can run.
5: Yeah, no, and that's the thing. And that's where you're – you know, it deceives you some because you look at these big guys and then all of a sudden these guys run the same 40 that the running back's running and you're going – how did he chase me down? Right, and well, guess what? Even though he's that big, he's that fast. So you know, same way with that rabbit story. Yeah. You know, if you can chase a rabbit down, you guys, you got some moves on your feet well, there. Kind of to, to trap know. him up
4: against the building. Still, well, still don't, got him, don't <laughs> got diminish him. it. You know, he got him. He got him.
5: All right, <laughs> all right. So Next. that, so that's you know, that's where we're at. And you know, you've got to watch out for some of these guys. And yeah, you know, they're they're big guys. Once they get in that weight room and really start, you know, pumping that iron and everything, they, let me tell you. Oh, big guys. yeah.
4: Well, the thing I liked that he, you know, he's talking about uh, Coach Harless a little bit and, yes. and how he motivates you, how he can go into a school and, and really, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the recruiting that you do as a high school f- uh, football coach is in your own hallway. Right. That's it. Can you get guys, you know, that's, yep. that's really the only recruiting you got? You know, can you get guys in the hallway to come out right. and be a part of the team? And, And uh, Hanson said it really well. He said, you know, uh, Coach Harless has a way of recognizing, you know, these guys in in school and what they can contribute. Right. It's pretty cool. It is. So the next one we got is Evan Eller from VMI. Uh, What a great guy, really. I've always liked Evan. All right, so uh, we're here for the kids, the camp, and you're obviously here to help run it. Yes, sir. You know, all, the, all the young kids look up to you guys. Yes, so what did camp mean to you? Did you go to camps when you were little? Did you do all
9: that? Yes, sir, I did. So honestly, I was one of those kids that was, like, really nervous to go to camp because I didn't, like, believe in myself a ton, and I was just kind of like, oh, these kids are going to be way better than me or if they're older than me. So, like, my mindset coming into this is just kind of, like, made these kids feel comfortable, make them feel confident, and just, like, I know they look up to us now and all these guys, regardless of who they are, just like if like someone's older than you or they play at the school you're about to go to, you always just look up to them or you want to be like them, so I, I really want them to like be excited about their future and like keep playing football and stick to it through whatever middle school they go to and whatever high school they go to. So. You know,
4: that's awesome because I watched you play and... You were a very confident guy on the field. And now this is when you got older. I mean, you might have been the most confident guy I've seen play out there. Because <laughs> you know what you were doing. And you had a lot of confidence and you had a lot of great skill. But uh, it's it's great to hear you say that because I think a lot of kids maybe feel like you when they're young. Mm-hmm. They're not fully developed. They're still growing or whatever. But so. you know, even even you, you know, when you were little, had so. doubts about that. So that's so that sure. So do you get to hit your uh, your buddy in practice, Hunter rice on the other side. Of you?
9: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so sometimes so in the spring we got to hit each other a good amount. We met each other in the hole a few times, and he's doing great. He had a good freshman season and got a lot of opportunities, and he's still continuing to work hard and. Me and him will work out together a lot up there. And it's, it's pretty cool being able, to, like, me and him always worked out together here. And we always, like, competed with each other and, you know, tried to score more touchdowns in the game or whatever. But, like, we were always happy for each other. And me being on defense and him being on offense and being key players in this next next season is really exciting. And it's cool to, like, watch each other, like, grow and progress from middle school to high school to college now. So it's, it's really cool.
4: So if you're a young player, yeah. you know, an aspiring young player, and you're, you're not developed yet, you're a young guy. Listen to Evan Eller. He's talking about he didn't have confidence when he was young. Right. He built it. He built it up. He, he had some success, and he just kept working, kept lifting, kept becoming a part of the team. And I'm telling you, when he left, now he got hurt. Right. He got hurt at the end of his uh, high school career. But when he left, uh, and Coach Harless will second this. I mean, he was some kind of player. He yeah. really hurt them when he got hurt at the end of the year.
5: And you know the good thing here is is that when you have players that move on to the next level and you've got young men that are sitting there going, I just don't know where to go, sometimes that familiar face allows you to go somewhere and be successful because you just need that familiarity of, you know, hey, I know this guy. Right. This guy was with me every day. We lifted weights together. We did this together. and. It it literally shows that other guy saying, hey, if he likes it, I'm going to like it. There's there's no doubt in my mind. So it, it's amazing to when you go down that list that you went down earlier. Yes. And you look at the three and the four kids all at the same school. There's a reason for that. And these kids are friends. They're buddies. And, you know, they talk about, look, we started in this camp. This is where we started. And we finished at Lord Boletide. And now we're continuing our career together at these schools. So it's it's really interesting to watch these kids, especially the young men going down to Appalachian State and everything. They've got a pipeline now. Absolutely. From Lord Botetot to Appalachian State. We call it Botetot South. Exactly. <laughs> and it really is because you're starting to get, what, four and five players down there. Right. And... Those are four or five kids sitting there going, well, what was your experience like, you know, at Appy State? I, I loved it. I enjoyed it. You know, we're on a national stage now. You need to come on down and get some attention. And next thing you know, two more Bollatai kids are at Appalachian State. So it's it's interesting to watch these kids and the way they've grown and what they've really done, especially at VMI. Yeah. Because VMI is a different animal. You know, VMI is not like a Virginia Tech. It's not like a Liberty VMI is, you know, you have to want to go to VMI, really. That, that's the thing is that it's a different structure. And, you know, and we laugh about the coaches and everything up there because we're like, you know, at VMI, if you can win six, seven games, they're building a statue of you out front. Because it's not designed it's tough. to be a it's football school. Stuff. It's a military school. Yeah. And so, it, you know, when you start looking at, you know, what they've accomplished up at VMI here lately, it's amazing.
4: Yeah. It really is. Well, the other thing, too, you know, VMI, Hamden, Sydney, some of these schools around here, um, you know, if you go through there, yeah, um, the connections you have yes. in the professional world afterwards, I mean, right. there's a lot of connections that can really help you get established as a young it's a brotherhood. Are, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it really is a brotherhood. Absolutely. Well, uh, uh, you know, Evan Eller. I mean, you know, when he went out, he was a he was a safety. Right. They're playing him at linebacker now. He's filled out. Oh yeah. He it and looks he looks
6: like a linebacker. Oh, right.
4: he's strong. He's got a you know you and and such a smart player. Uh, and then we. Uh, we interviewed uh, Hunter Rice right after that uh, at VMI as well. Got Hunter Rice here. How special is this? Did you go to camps when you were young?
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, my dad was always the coach because he coached at JF when I was younger. So I was at all of their camps when I was younger. So I was around all the guys. I know how special it is for the kids because I remember that being me like every single year. So, yeah, this is great.
4: And uh, talk about uh I know you're up at VMI now doing great things. And... Uh, uh, how special are the places? Uh,
2: Lord I think Coach Charles has made it a very special place. And uh, I just think the things he's been doing and get, putting a lot of people out there and putting a lot of people at the next level, I think he's killing it. And, uh, he's, whatever he's doing, he's doing the right thing, obviously.
4: I tell you, uh, Hunter Rice, uh, you know, at VMI, again, he's at VMI. Yes. And we inter- I- I'll just say we interviewed a number of kids. We're not going to play them all, but, um, um, but you know, Hunter, I mean, when he was in high school, his hair okay, and his beard. Right. I mean, he looked like a grown man. Well, grown. And you know, that's the yeah. first thing to go when you get it to is. school. It is. I mean, I can't imagine them shaving his head and, right. and him not having a beard because he looked like a grown man when he yeah. played in high
5: school. Getting on that rat line, that, that hair, and it was, you know, it's gone.
4: Yeah. So, uh, but what a great, great guy. And he talked about, uh, you know, with his dad, who was a coach at JF, uh you know, it, it's it's fun to hear those guys because you talk about a gym rat. Right. You know, he was a field rat. I mean, because yeah. as a young kid, he was with his dad all the time. And his brother, Trey. Right. Who's a fantastic kicker at, at BMI. Yeah. Um, those two, you can just imagine them around with their dad. I mean, right. you know, they were around football since they could probably crawl.
5: You know, and he shouldered, you know, that last year at LB, it really fell up on Hunter Rice. Yeah and he got hurt at the end of the hurt. year. He played hurt, and it just – everything fell on him. Uh, I, I know that there was issues there with UVA and what – you know, he got offered, and then they rescinded the offer from him and things like that. I am so glad to see him at BMI just flourishing. And when you when you talk about somebody that has done really well at, at the next level, he has done extremely
4: well at the next level, and yeah. I'm proud of him. As we're talking about stuff, Jimmy's pulling up photo. Jimmy took – uh, a number of just really great photos yes. at the camp. And if you want to see those, go to crunchmvp.com because uh, those pictures tell a thousand words. And and uh, uh, some really cool photos. He's kind of, as yeah. we're talking about people, he's pulling up photos. They're right. Re- they're really cool. Look at this see. beard. Look at the hair yeah. Rolling, yeah, you yeah, know true. Nice. Look how big this guy is now. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break uh, and and recognize some of our sponsors. When we come back, we'll have a few coaches to talk to.
5: Hey, Berman Clark here from Muneris. We are an independent insurance agency with a local touch who has been serving individuals, families, and businesses for over 30 years right here in Southwest VA. Why should you choose Muneris? We can simplify your insurance plan while providing concierge-like benefits management. Find out more. Give us a call at 540-563-1005 or check us out at munarisbenefits.com. Muneris here to help with all
4: your insurance needs. Hi friends, Carl York here, your Crunch Time host. In addition to being passionate about local high school sports, I'm also passionate about the good work Boys and Girls Clubs of Southwest Virginia is doing in our community. Filling the gap between school and home for area youth by providing after school programs focused on academic success, good character, citizenship, and healthy lifestyles. Our clubs depend on local support to stay open and available to our families. We believe every child and teen deserves access to experiences and opportunities that change their lives for the better. As a Boys and Girls Club board member, I invite you to learn more and join me in making a gift today. Do so at bgcswva.org. Again, that's bgcswva.org.
5: Hey Roanoke, welcome to paradise. It's Haley Toyota's 21st annual Beach Blast. Beach Blast is back, and it's one of our biggest sale events of the year. Summer is finally here, and what a better way to kick it off than ordering that new Toyota you've always wanted. Or take delivery of one of our
7: great selection of Toyota certified used vehicles. The best new cars make the best used cars. And Haley Toyota is the only dealer to offer Toyota certified used in the Roanoke Valley.
5: It only happens once a year. Beach Blast is back. And remember, Haley has it for less.
4: Custard Stand Hot Dog Chili tastes good on hot dogs, nachos, burgers, fries, and more. Check out tailgate-friendly and dinner recipes on CustardStand.com. Available at Kroger or a store near you. Do
6: you like a haircut from a barber that actually listens and gives you the great haircut you deserve and at a great price? I'm
5: Deanna knows and I'm Deanna Phillips, and together we are Mama D's Barbershop.
6: We're located right behind the coffee pot on Brambleton's. Just look for the 18 foot barber pole. Make an appointment on Facebook or stop in for the same day appointment. Monday through Friday, nine to five, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday until six and Saturday until three. Mention Crunch or this ad and you'll get a free deluxe shampoo.
0: See you soon at Mama D's Barbershop off Brambleton.
6: Jimmy Whitaker here and one of my favorite restaurants is Bellasino's Pizza and Grinders. At Bellasinos, fresh is no gimmick. They bake their bread from scratch every day using the same scrumptious Grandpa Sam bread recipe since 1959. They have everything from grinders, pizza, salads, and appetizers that are made to order. Lunch or dinner, it's Bellasinos, Delville and Roanoke.
4: Time road Game Podcast. How about that? Look at that? I like it. It's got a ring to it. All right, so um, again, I just want to reiterate, this camp was for uh, ages 6 through 14. And I can tell you, you know, I thought that uh, they had the the 9 through 11 and the 12 through 14 up on the field. And then down in the practice field, they had the 6 through 8. Okay. And, uh, you know, a couple times I went down there, and I'm telling you what, these 6 through 8 kids, uh, again, not very big. Man, they were getting after it not the size of the dog it's the I'm fight in the you. dog you know what i'm saying right. you know they hit the bag as hard as yes. anybody and and uh you know when a kid's got to jump to give a a coach high f- a high five he ain't very big no no but if he can lay you out that's <laughs> all that matters well it was a lot of fun yeah. it was a lot of fun all right so i i interviewed a couple coaches there again i couldn't get to everybody but uh uh coach rice don rice uh uh the coach the assistant coach there uh and the father of Hunter and Trey, he talked, we talked for a little bit. How important
2: are camps like this to the young kids? Oh, very important, just to, you know, one, to get the kids out here working with our young men, but secondly, to get the parents out here to see everything we do and what we what we expect out of our guys. I and mean, we expect our guys to be pillars of the community. And now they see this and they're working with their kids and they're like going, these kids are the greatest ever. You know, football, is football do some of them were already great kids, but I think football has helped them along the way. So they see that, like, my kid's playing football. Your kids should play football, you know. You
4: know, it's amazing. You guys have really built Bata Todd into a football tradition over here. I mean, it seems to be a football town now. And, you know, they always had decent football. Mm-hmm. But, but there's something special going on right now. And then a lot of the older guys tell us that, that, you know, the coaching staff and the things that they learned here. But I mean, uh, how important is football? You know, football's under attack. How-, how important is football, do you think?
2: To- football is the greatest thing in, in, in high school. I mean, it always has been, always will be, even though, like I said, it, it's under attack for whatever reasons. But I think for us, if you look at the middle school, Coach Burke's down here, but if you look at the middle school, we have two full middle school teams, seventh and eighth grade coming here playing two different schedules, you know, and then they come here. Our JV's lost one game in six years. You know, wow. and then and, you know, we get here, and then they just transfer. So, Coach Harless does a good job of looking and seeing these kids at middle school, what are they playing what positions, and we develop them so they stay in those same positions. When they get here, they know exactly. The middle school is doing the same thing we're doing. The JV doing the same thing, and we're doing the same thing. So, it's nothing different. I
4: tell you, Coach Harless, I mean, he's got a number of former head coaches on his staff. Yeah. And they just love being together. There's no ego over there. They – uh Coach Harless lets them do their job, and and uh, it really makes a difference because you're getting high quality coaching.
5: Did he just say that his JV has only lost one game in six years? You believe that? What in the
4: world? It's wild. What's in that water down there? I don't know, but I mean, they, if they bottled it and sold it, yeah, they'd be making some money. That's that, it. That'd be a good fundraiser. That's that is unbelievable. They're, they're, they've got some big kids over there, and they've yeah. got some athletic kids. I mean, they're they're here for right. They're here for a long time. Yes. I mean that's a it's a nice community out there got a lot of nice homes and uh, it's not too far outside of Roanoke so you know a lot of people want to live out there oh yeah so all right well uh, I love hearing Coach Rice because he, you know he he loves the game then I, I stopped uh, Coach uh, Alavito and uh, he he actually had a little one playing but uh, it was good to talk to Coach Alavito. So I got Coach Alavito. Tell us about camp. I mean, uh, this was awesome. What a great environment. Right now,
0: everybody is smiling. I've gone there with the younger group, and all the parents had a big smile. The kids are running
9: around having a great time. This is great for the community. It really is.
4: Well, and you know, uh, it's funny because, I mean, you know, camps can be hard. I mean, it can be drudgery, but these kids, it's like they're... At a
0: picnic or something. Well, you know, I think a lot of that. With the college kids coming back. You know what I'm saying? That that's an extra incentive to look good, to be good. I want to impress that college kid. I mean, Jackie Hanson's
4: here.
3: You know? You know? I mean, it's, it's great. Well, it's great. And, you know,
4: those
3: guys are like they're NFL players yeah. to them. To them. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No, this great.
4: So, what's special about Bottle I mean, I you know you coached here for a long time. I and mean, played here, watched you, you know, spin it out here. Absolutely,
2: absolutely. So, as far as football, I would say right now, everybody's bought in and the commitment to it, you know, and, and not even just from us, the coaching
4: staff and the players, but look at it, 170 kids, something like that. You know what I mean? So, so what did that tell you about what football does to the yeah. community? What people are thinking about? But I think, uh, I think just that, you know, I think
9: the feed off of what Coach Hollis has done, and the commitment that we put to it and we put into it, I think it's contagious to everyone else. I really do.
4: Coach Alavito, I mean, what a great guy. And, boy, I remember when he played, that's how old Crunch is. I mean, I can remember he could really sling it. Yeah. I mean, he, he had a gun on him. I don't know if he still got that kind of arm on him, but he could really. You know, again, it's great to have somebody on the staff Right.
5: that has that kind of skill that
4: can pass it along to the young kids. Well, that's when
5: you were chiseling crunch on the tablet. But that's right. Is that the big rock? You know, <laughs>
4: that's right. Right after they invented the wheel. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks a lot, coach. You've been around you for were a little there while. Too, coach. You've been around for a little yeah, while, that's so true. that's true. All right. So um, the uh, the the first day closed with uh, uh, defensive back, graduate assistant, and former LB Cavalier AJ Hampton. Uh, so let's hear. Uh, Coach Hampton uh, closed the first day.
0: Give yourselves a round of applause for a great camp today. For those who don't know, uh, I'm Alex. My people call me AJ Hampton. Uh, I'm right here in Boddington County. Lived my whole life here. Uh, played all my rec league games on the same exact field. Played for this high school, um, which I'll touch on a little bit later. Uh, but what I really want to tell you guys is that. Uh, Today I want to talk about what football means to me and a little bit about what it has done for me. I needed competition in my life. I wanted to win. right? I wanted to be great at something. I wanted to be great. My father's name is in that locker room. I wanted to be greater than my father. Elton Tolliver, he was one of somebody that influenced me a lot when I was young. Came through here and set records. I wanted to be greater than Elton Tolliver. Right? I wanted to be a, a, a great Cavalier. I could have did that on the golf team. I could have did that in English class. But for me, it was football. Football meant a lot to me. It was my avenue, it was my console, it was my channel. One thing else football means for me is uh, championships, Frasier-Handed York championships. But I want you guys to know something, right? Championships is the result. Championships is the end of the road. I was blessed when I left Laura Bata High School. I went to the University of Mount Union. I don't know if you know anything about the University of Mount Union. Young Bulls, y'all look it up. We had a better winning record in Alabama. A better winning record in Georgia. My college coach. Went to the College Football Hall of Fame. I know some, a little something about championships. I went to two, my freshman and my sophomore year. Anybody guess what happened? A lot, both of them. So when I when I first started this speech, I told you guys football to me is about championships. I would assume that a lot of you probably thought I meant winning a championship, but that's not what I said. I said it's about championships because the journey to a championship is really what it's all about. The dedication, the teamwork, the hard work, the doing something when nobody's looking, the being that same person in the classroom. That journey to achieve a championship is is what it's all about. And sometimes, you know, you come up short. I made it to two national championships. Came up short in both of them. But I don't regret it. Why? Because it taught me a lot. One thing about championships, they're not achieved without relationships. There was this coach, right? Country boy. Like fishing, and like hunting. And uh, he saw this player. The player wanted to be good so bad. He wanted to be great. He wanted to be one of the best. So the player goes up to the coach and he says, hey coach, how am I gonna be great? And the coach tells the player, hey look, I'm gonna be honest with you. Honesty is a great key in football. You should be honest with your friends. He said, I'm going to be honest with you. He said, you don't got the talent to be the best one on the team. He said, I'm going to be even more honest with you. You don't got the size to be the best one on the team. But you do have the opportunity to be the best one on the team. And he left him with that. So the player went home mad. Who is he to tell that player, right, he can't be the best player on the team? Who is he to tell that player he's not athletic? He's not the biggest one, he's not the strongest one. Who is this guy, as a coach, to tell this player that? Player wrestled over for three days, and then he had a choice. Life is gonna give you a lot of choices, right? You're gonna be a result of those choices. So that player had a choice. He could quit, he could go pursue basketball. He could quit, he could go become an engineer. He could quit, or he could respond and say, you know what, I'm gonna show that coach why I should be chosen as the best player on the team. He can put in extra work when nobody's looking. He can do extra work and homework. Not just get a regular degree, but get an advanced degree. He can understand that he got a younger brother looking up to him that may hey, watch every uh step he, he does. And he understands he has influence over that younger brother. So he goes back, he puts in that work. Next thing you know, the coach is bought in. That same coach, he didn't look anything like that player. The player was a six foot four, black kid with dread. And one thing about that coach, he didn't judge that player. He didn't look at that player no different. Like a lot of things we see on, on the news and media today. He said that player loved football. He picked that player up from home. He took practice and he poured into him every day that player was myself when i was a senior in high school i was voted as the most athletic person in the school was i heck no but that's what i was voted because i worked hard that coach was josh alavito coach alavito i wouldn't be standing here right now if it wasn't for you i'm getting chills talking about it and you can make it happen right Football's about championships football is about relationships but guess what football is also about teamwork i love each and every one of you guys for coming out man this game means so much to me It's done so much for me, right? I've been all over from from Florida State to to Morgan State, West Virginia State to, to Virginia Tech, my dream school when I was coming out of high school, and now I'm here back in front of you guys, right? You guys can take anything from me. It's be like water, separate yourself, remain yourself, and understand. Football's about championships, of course, but it's more so about the journey, the teamwork, and the relationships along the way.
4: I, tell you, I just got to say, you know, I, I didn't put all of uh, Coach Hampton's speak, speech right. in there because yeah. he talked for a good while, and the kids really paid attention. Sure. They really responded. And, you know, he tied it into, uh, um, tied it into video games, and he really right. got their attention. You know, he talked about Fortnite. He talked about a lot of things that really the kids really interacted with. And, uh, you know, so – but he did a great job, you know, and um, – I, I really I really love his story about Coach Alavita.
5: You know, understanding the legacy of that program and the players that have come before you that have represented that program. And, you know, there, everybody has that story of somebody sitting there going, you're not good enough, you're not fast enough, you're not strong enough. And the only way to prove them wrong is to go out there and achieve something. Do it. And do it. And and we all have that story to the, you know, there's there's not a soul out there that, you know, you talk with and, you know, hey, give me a little bit. You know, my mom said I'd never do this. My dad said I'd never do this. You know, I had a teacher that said I had a coach that said I'd never do this. And, and they achieved that. Yeah. And when you walk into a football field and you walk into a gym and you look at the names up on the wall and, you know, when I coached over at Ronald Catholic, it was so funny. Because every day I'd walk in to the gym over there, and the one pitcher that I would walk by was Mike Burnham. Mm. And now I'm friends with Mike Burnham. And I, I had never met this man. And, you know, you just see him on the Wall of Fame over there, and you're just like, you know, this this gentleman accomplished something. I'm talking, he went through every facet of, you know, football and now he's become one of the voices of Virginia Tech that we hear every single game, every day. How about that? And you just, you know, you take a look at what represents those schools, and there's a lot of times you forget the high schools that these players come from. And you look at a Mike Burnham and you think, oh, Virginia Tech, you know. And then at, at the end of the day, you're like, well, he was a Celtic. This, this guy was one of the best Celtics you've ever seen play over there. And you forget that sometimes. So I'm I'm glad to see he came back and gave that story of hey, you know, it's up to you. People can put you down every single day, but it's up
6: to you to get out there and accomplish. Something.
4: Yeah, you put in the work. Yes, and nobody can deny
6: that's it. And Carl, uh, one of the one of the things about AJ that I thought was really interesting is um, he walked up to both of us and you know introduced himself and his. I get I get tickled because I see this so often. As soon as Carl said, "I'm with the Crunch," right? <laughs> they all anybody that knows the Crunch, they all have the same thing. He smiled real big and he said, "Oh, I know the Crunch," right? And you know, I mean, that it takes them it takes them right back to high school. Yeah. I mean, but it's just funny to see the excitement that still comes. You know, right. when that when that little word. Crunch is mentioned. That's it. It's just, it makes me smile. But it was really nice. AJ walked up, shook both their hands, and nice. said hi to us, thanked us for being there, et cetera. But, yeah, very nice.
4: Yeah, you know, he he made the point of, and, and, and really there's two ways you can go. He talked about somebody telling him that he wasn't the best. Right. And motivating him to work to get there. Yeah. But there's also, you know, those people out there that tell you, I think you can do it. Right. I think you can be the best. It just depends yeah. on the kid. It depends on the situation. It depends on the relationship. Right. And he talked a lot about relationships. I, I thought his speech was fantastic. We've got Coach Harless talking a little bit about uh, A.J. Hampton right, right after he
7: spoke. Guys, again, I really appreciate you guys coming. You don't know what it means. Um, and Alex, you don't know what it means for you to come here tonight and speak and talk about all the things and experiences. Guys, one thing that you learned about the game of football is the thing that makes it special is not the actual sport, but the things that grow out of it. What you find out about the people that surround you, like you said, it's relationships, And how you learn to deal with other human beings is what will make you special. I always say to the guys, the tougher you are, the more you care about people. And that's what this game is about. And you can tell when that happens on the field. That's when a team really comes together. The tougher you
4: are, the more you care about people. Yes. That's unexpected. Right. You know, if you don't really think about it, you know, you think of tough guys that are kind of on their own and they don't really need anybody else. That's not what Coach Harless is saying. No. Uh, And it's a very, it's an interesting take on. You
5: know, when when I hear that phrase, Killer Miller comes to mind. Yes. Because that man was so tough when I was over (laughs) at Fleming. But that was the nicest man and the most caring man that I had ever met in my life. That would, like I said, you know, growing up as an adult, you know, getting to adulthood, that would sit there and seek you out when you were at events just to shake your hand and hug you and talk to you and check up on you just to make sure everything's all right. But when, you know, just that presence, that was the toughest man I had ever met in my life. I'm talking that that man, that right there, you know, you had that. It, it wasn't so Killer much a, Miller, I it mean. was Killer Miller, but it wasn't so much a fear Yes, as it was just, a you know, that finding that respect for that man and just watching that man go, I'm going to shape you. I'm going to turn you into a man. And he's done that for a lot of people. And I miss him every day that, you know. Such a good man.
4: I'm sure he loved you, Coach Leverage. Yes, Coach (laughs) Leverage. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was he was trying to get that into your mind. Yes, more leverage. More leverage
5: than anything. (laughs) So
4: you got it. All right, so um, we're going to keep moving here, but we've got uh, we actually have several of the campers' biggest fans, their parents, and uh, so let's listen to them one at a time. First is David and Katy Perry. Katy Perry. Katy. Nice. What?
6: Lionel, Luke, there.
4: I know. Were they did some of these kids sing? Uh, nobody sang.
5: Okay.
6: Okay.
4: So I'm a little disappointed. Well.
6: I don't think we will be after we hear All right, let's listen. Now David Perry. Katie Perry. Katie
4: Perry. Katie Perry, <laughs> Katie Perry <famous?
1: laughs> not that Can you sing something for us? <laughs> I can't, of
4: course So you guys are obviously parents here at the at the camp. Uh you got one out there or a couple yes, sir. out there? One. Yes. Sir. What what age?
9: Uh he is ten.
4: Ten. Yes, sir. And what's he think about this?
9: He looks for any opportunity to uh, to get on the field, so opportunity to learn from some knowledgeable players and coaches. So he's excited.
4: You know, and we have so many uh, college kids out here that are playing. I mean, these guys must feel like NFL players to be right. playing guys. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, so did, sir. did he sleep last night, or was he? <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty excited. He was pretty excited. I tell you, the parents were as excited as the kids. Mm, yeah, it was cool. They could watch the whole camp. A lot of them right. set up in the stands and. And uh, it, it, it was fun interviewing the parents as well. Some of these guys, I'm telling you, they're not very big. They're yeah. little. But they, I mean, it was the best camp experience a lot of these kids probably will ever have. You didn't have that, please don't hurt my baby mom up in the, you know,
5: because
4: <laughs> usually there's one. You see that, that, big kid? I, that I ran into. Okay, all right, make it short. Yeah, there you go. All right, so then I had a, uh, I moved down the uh Uh, I moved down a little bit and got several moms, you know, leaning over the banister watching their kids. So this is a number of moms watching. All right so tell me your names. Selena, what's your name?
3: Jennifer. Jennifer. Izzy. Izzy. Dina. Dina. Jenny.
4: Jenny. And so you guys all have little ones out here playing or
3: Got a
6: little one and a big one. I've got a rising 6th grader and a rising sophomore. So So
4: were they excited to, to get to camp time? This is a
6: big opportunity for our county for sure.
4: Absolutely. And and this it seems like this area has become a football. It's become a football town.
5: Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, when you get good leadership involved and, and you've got kids that are really set to play, it makes a huge difference. Yeah.
4: Well, and these coaches do a good job of, of developing young men, too. Yes. Which is fantastic. And I know you guys really appreciate that. But um, so, um, what about the, uh, the, the, the guys out here that are playing in college?
2: Yeah. Dude, it's but, awesome. We got so many. We got 30. Yeah.
8: Yeah, we had kids that, like, they wanted to come back, they asked to come back. It and, was. It's awesome. And that's
4: special because these are young men that are—they don't have much time. They're playing college football. You
7: know it. Yep.
4: Thanks for your time, ladies. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you. you. I Jay, so cool talking to you know just yeah. randomly kind of walking up and talking to people and and the one thing that really stood out uh, that they said uh, one of the moms said was good leadership. When yes. you have good leadership, uh, you know it makes it makes a world of difference. Right. So. Uh, next up is Derek Wiley. He had a little one. Uh, he was down on the other field, and uh, he was talking about his little one out there.
8: Derek Wiley, Derek Wiley, you got a little one out there? I do, I do. I have a seven-year-old out there, Declan.
4: Wow, I tell you, they're having a lot of fun down there, aren't they? It looks like they're having a blast.
8: A lot of kids,
4: a lot of kids out there, and uh, you know, a lot of college kids came back. Those, those kids have to look like NFL players to these young guys.
8: I'm sure that they look up to those those guys being out there. That's really neat that they came back and uh, are uh, giving back their time and for the little guys. I know they enjoy that. We sure enjoyed watching them play on Friday nights here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's nice. Uh, it's nice when it comes full circle. The fact that you know there's enough kids coming out of uh, Lord that they get to go on and play at the collegiate level and then get to come back and. Uh, you know, give back to the community. You know, that's a that's kind of a new a new thing here that started in the last however many years where we've got these kids that are able to go off and play and have success at the next level and then come back. That's really really special. Is that about? Did your son sleep last night before the camp? <laughs> <laughs> we had taken them on a little trip uh, this weekend and uh, taken them to a theme park, so they were tired out. We got them good and tired, so yeah, they were able to sleep surprisingly enough last night. Um, they we, they weren't too excited to not be able to sleep. We we tired them, tuckered them out beforehand.
4: Awesome. Hey, great talking to you. Yeah, man. I tell you, the the just the excitement from the parents and watching their kids. But um, I, I tell you, these little kids, man, they ran around. When they hit the bag, the, yeah. the funny thing about the littlest ones, you know, they're in line. They're trying to keep them in line and getting ready to do their part of the drill or whatever in the back of the line. Right they're hitting the bag. They're running around. Yeah. I mean, they're getting worn out before oh, they yeah. get worn out. Right. Yeah. It's
5: cute. And one of the good things, uh, you know, going back to the uh, young ladies that were speaking there and they made the comment that 30 kids, you know, what does it mean to those kids that are seven, eight years old setting, sitting there going, wow, there's 30 kids playing at the next level. Mm. So, you know, and that sticks in your head because as you get older, you're sitting there going, am I at the right place? Right. Am I at the right school? Can I get to the next level from this school? And, you know, you, we have a lot of kids in this area, you know, as well as I do, that have made decisions to go elsewhere at different schools because, yep. you know, you got to put yourself in a situation to feel like you could go to the next level. And at Botetite, you feel like when you hear that 30 number, boy, there's, you're going to go to that next level. You've, you've got that ramp to that next school. right. To say, hey, I'm college bound, and I'm, you know, this this is the school that can take me there.
4: Well, you know, we heard early from Bud Foster. He said the one great thing about our area is the number of great coaches. Yes, and we have a lot of kids from all of our schools. We do who can go and play at the next level. It's just uncanny how many that Coach Harless and his team send. Um, but uh, but we have a lot of great coaches in this area, and it's the one thing that really stands out. When people move here, they're like, wow, right? You know, it's amazing how how good the coaching is.
6: And, Carl, I, I know you said this at the very beginning, but, I mean, w- one of the things I really noticed during the two-day camp was how it was truly ran. Now, granted, Coach Harless was the captain of everything, but it was truly ran by the players. Yes. And yeah. I, I was so impressed, um, and I commented to you that, uh, for example, one of the evenings on on the first night they were doing a tackle drill, and I was just so – uh, taken by how each Lord Bottetop player that was there with those kids, when they tackled that dummy and it went to the ground, every player that was around them, they cheered for them like they had just made the winning tackle that saved the game. And, I, and And each kid heard that. And it wasn't like it was just to a couple kids. Every kid that went through that line. So the thing that stuck out with me was, you know, it was well organized and it also just was – it was so much of the current Lord by the top players that was in a leadership role, which you know it was it was great to see that happening. Yeah, yeah. A couple nice.
4: times, coach, we had to pull Jimmy out of the line. Oh, <laughs> I was ready. How many Jimmy? times you hit that dummy
6: over there? Yeah. <laughs> hey, when they was yelling like that, I wanted to be part. I understand. Of that. We all wanted a piece I wanted I understand.
4: All right. Yeah. all right, the next parent up was Tommy Morgan. Tommy Morgan played in the crunch, so let's let's hear from Tommy. Tommy Morgan. Tommy. Tommy Morgan. Tommy. Yeah, you played. Yeah, back in the day, right. you were not quarterback. here. Yeah, not here. So you got a little one out here. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. So, uh, are they enjoying themselves? Oh yes. So, do you remember uh, when you were this young? How was it exciting to go to camps? Did you go to camps? It was. Yeah. I don't remember a football camp
3: though. But yeah. Different games were always fun.
4: Well, and I think you know having these college kids back that, that are playing right now that yeah. they're just out of high school—that's got to look like NFL players to these oh,
5: Shoot, half of these guys look like NFL <laughs> players.
4: <laughs> hey, I remember when you played. You could hold your own. Yeah. I wouldn't bet against you on any of these guys. You, I know you could at least outrun some uh, of them. Probably.
0: Yeah. Just can't let them get their hands on.
4: <laughs> now, how old is your son again? He's six. Six.
2: He's out yeah.
5: here at six.
4: Yeah. How'd yeah, you talk he's... him out of whatever six-year-olds normally do to come out here
3: and <laughs> roll around on the ground and,
4: well, and play so
2: football? He's playing flag football this fall. He was upset that he doesn't get the pads yet, but uh, he's got, he is
4: like his
5: dad. He
2: is like his dad as far as that goes. But yeah, it's, uh, he's
5: excited. And, wow. and you're right. One of the main, main things I remember from the camps is, is
2: even just the high school kids being there and taking the time to spend time with
0: you and and do those things, it's it's a big deal.
4: You know, it's funny after these guys get done, they're going to think they played a game. When they go home, they're going to feel like they, you know, they played a football game. Oh, no question. And, uh, you know, just watching these little guys hit the pads and, and push these big guys around, I mean, it's got to be a thrill. And, you know, I'm surprised how organized they are.
0: They are. They've done a good
4: job. I mean, normally you get that many little kids out there, you can't hurt them. You can't even get them in the I That's going say, herding cats. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Hey, Tommy, good
8: talking to you. You too, man. Good to see you. Yeah.
4: I tell you, uh, what, a, what a joy to talk. It's always a yeah. joy to talk to an ex, uh, you know, a former crunch player. The next that, generation. Somebody that played in the area. He's yeah. got his kids out there. Um, but I, I will tell you the other observation that I made was, you know, you got these young high school Players like Jimmy was uh, Jimmy said, you know, running the camp, right? Running there, you know, they have to learn patience because these young kids, oh yeah, they get distracted easily, right? And uh, you know, uh, I I think it's a good exercise for anybody young like that to work with younger kids because, you know, you you have to show some poise, yes, you have to have some patience, right? Uh, all the things that you need to display to handle young kids. Is going to help you. Right. It might help you on the football field. Oh, yeah. It might help you in life. Yep. I mean, you know, they're not always going to go where you want them to go, and and it didn't matter. Well, you know,
5: coaching softball, fast-pitch softball, you have those stories where you sit there and you're in the dugout and you look out into the outfield and there's a young lady standing there and she's watching something, and when she comes in, uh, you know, after the three outs and you go, young lady, what were you looking at? There's a bee out there, Coach. <laughs> and you're going, are you paying attention to the No, Coach, there's a bee out there. I <laughs> yeah. don't want to get stung. Co- you know, and it is. And you're sitting here going, let's not worry about the bee. Yeah. Let's worry about the ball. Yeah. And, you know, focus on the batter. Focus on what's going on. And it's so funny to watch that. And it is. Sometimes it is like herding cats because it's just a matter of, you know, you've got to look at their age. You've got to look at their maturity level. And, you know, one of the, one of the key things I always used to do was when we would stop at a convenience store or something like that, the kids would go in, they'd get them a snack, they'd get back on the bus, and I would always go, let me check your bag, let me see your bag. And it was always something like, you know, I confiscated a Mexican energy energy drink. Oh, my goodness. One day from a young lady, and I said, what are you, and she goes, oh, Coach, they're awesome. And I'm like, no, mm. you, no, no. This you is, you that. know, you can't have that.
6: Coach, how was it? Was yeah, it pretty it good? It was though?
5: awesome. i tell you what. I, I was hiding in a closet for three weeks after that drink. You know, it's so. I knew that was coming. Oh, wow. What flavor was it? Was it guava, <laughs> you know? Guava. Oh, nice.
4: Well, I tell you, it's just, it's fun to talk to the parents. It's fun to talk to everybody at a camp like that. Okay, so at the end of the camp, at the end of the second day, Bud Foster came out, and we were in a gym, so you know the acoustics is a little, a little bit um, uh, distorted. But uh, man, the message was not. So let's hear uh, Coach Foster. This is the part
7: here where we're going to have our have our guest speak. I'm going to say a couple of things about Coach Foster before he comes up. Now, I, I, I think when you talk about football here in Southwest Virginia, and I still I call West Southwest. I'm from deep down in the middle of a couple of folks out there in audience I know what I'm talking about. Some of you guys understand that. Football, to me, roots in this area are very, very deep, very impactful. Football means a lot. It's just not something that's a game. It's a culture. You know, it's an idea. It's something we do that teaches us how to be better people, tougher people, have strong work ethic. Uh, earlier, Coach Foster was talking about, you know, we talk about. I told him whatever you know, come to mind. He told me he was going to talk about the lunch pail mentality that they have at Virginia Tech. You know, to me, guys, football represents all those ideas and qualities that we want to have in, in every person: uh, toughness, grip, work ethic, character, loyalty, showing up every day, doing your job. That's to me, it's a super important thing to learn, especially, especially. These days when it seems like all those values are so held, So without further ado, I want to introduce Coach Foster. We're just so tickled to have him here Thanks.
3: very, very impressive, and you made a difference today and made a, a statement about where you want to go and where you want to be as a young student-athlete. Big time student. Because you could be sitting on the couch watching TV, you could be you might be going to get an ice cream, I want one out here, but you could be doing that instead you came out and you put in a good evening's work. To improve yourself, you know, to get better, uh, to associate with people that have your best interest at heart outside of your family, which is really cool. I want to thank the, uh, you know, the uh, the current board bottom-top players. I think that makes a big statement about you guys. You give yourselves a hand. Yeah, coming out here. There's a responsibility about being a, uh, you know, uh, a student athlete, about somebody that's, that's being looked, up, looked, looked upon. You know, I think um, all in all, this is a great football. The game of football is a great game. It teaches so many things. I was very fortunate to have some great, supportive parents, but that's not what led me into, uh, into coaching. You know I really had some, some coaches through Little League Baseball, Little League Football, uh, through high school,
0: through college that really got me
3: into what I wanted to do but also that motivated me uh, to be successful on the field but then also I, I learned some valuable lessons that I needed to be successful in all aspects of my life to be able to I could have been. I just didn't apply myself. But I learned through athletics that in order to have success, you have to earn your success. You have to be disciplined to to be consistently good. You have to learn accountability and responsibility. Those are all values that it takes to be successful as an athlete. But as I learned, also, those are the same values that it took to be successful for me those were great lessons that i was able to teach to my players i didn't teach my guys about you know taking care of business because that was coach speed i took i talked to my players about taking care of business because i learned it. you know some of the best lessons in life are your experiences right and i had some i had some great experiences some were good some were bad but they were all learning experiences and i think that's the one thing that you'll find through athletics that um, those experiences will will create who you are and who you become uh, you know and that's the one thing i think uh you know with athletics. you know for us you know i, I told jay was going to talk about the lunch mail you know but the one thing i wanted at virginia tech when i took over as a coordinator i wanted us to be different we wanted to compete but we wanted to compete to be the best but that just doesn't happen Success is a choice, and you have to decide every day how successful you want to be. But you know, so we were going to set that standard, and the finger was pointing to me. I was going to be the leader, I was going to, I was going to set the standard, I was going to set the standard, work ethic, and my approach, my attitude, uh, you
7: know, how, how I came to work every day, the demeanor I came, how I was in front of the players, how I was in front of the coaches. I was going to set the standard, and I
3: was Challenge you to do that now. For you guys up there, for you young folks, you're already showing today. There's a, there's a good mix of group right here. There's some really young ones too. You know, some old and obviously you have some parents, and this you. You all still have a tremendous impact. You know, on your families. But uh, you know, just having to create a culture. That we wanted to separate ourselves from who we were to play. How did we get to that point? And we came up with this blush mail idea. I, I grew up in St. Louis. It was, you know, kind of a steel mill area, uh, River City, blue collar, you know, hard working, that type of deal. My dad worked in the city. Um, but I knew this to be successful, we are going to have to earn our success. So we wanted to create a It was a symbol that turned out to be a brand, which was really pretty cool. But that wasn't the expectation. The expectation was let's live by this thing, let's set an example of who we want to be, and then let's give ourselves a chance to see where that will take us. You know, the lust have basically is a toolbox, it's a it's your skills, it's your goals, it's you know what it takes to be successful. You know, that's what that thing is, it's a resource for you. But you know, the lust have basically what it is we're going to outwork and outprepare our opponents we're going to work harder you know we're going to be more disciplined we're going to be more Uh, accountable. we're going to be more responsible we're going to be more committed Uh, we were going to be more trustworthy okay we're going to earn in a position to be successful okay now the challenge is this the challenge is anybody can do it once okay anybody can do the good thing once but the challenge is doing it consistently good over and over and over again that's what the lunch pails took for lunch pail excellent win it stands for what's important now okay really want to focus on five players is i want them to be the best version of themselves now and not just on the playing field but in all aspects of their life as parents we've all been there as coaches we've all been there we know people that you know don't take care of business are usually pretty independent and untrustworthy, right at times and maybe at times when they need to be Okay, that's kind of really what I wanted to focus our guys upon: is being able to focus on the now and have your be your best version of yourself now, but be able to repeat it over and over and over and over and over and over again in all aspects of your life. And you do those things, and you become dependable. You become accountable. You become responsible. You become looked upon as a leader. You learn how to deal with teams. You learn how to deal with adversity. Those, when you have those, those uh, qualities, you learn how to navigate through the obstacles it takes to be successful. Because when we all set goals, right? Or if you have it, you should. Sure. And I still, I still set daily goals and yearly goals. I'm done coaching, but I've got a beautiful beautiful grandchildren I have different goals but I set my goals and I work to live them every day and that's where I would challenge you okay you work hard to improve every day to be your best version of yourself challenge yourself to be your best version of everything you do and that will not only give you a chance to be successful in the playing field it will give you a chance to be successful in the classroom but more importantly it'll give you a chance to be successful in life. So, I tell you what, like I said, it's really exciting to be here. It was fun to see uh, so many young people out participating in this camp and thinking about football. Because like I said, I really do think this is the greatest game on the planet. There's there's not a better game that teaches teamwork than this game. And and, And life is nothing but a bunch of teamwork. Whatever it may be. And ladies and gentlemen, as you know that, whether within your marriage, outside of what you're doing on the playing you know, field, there's so much involved in what football teaches you, in my opinion. Okay? And I will tell you, stick to it. It's not for everybody, but it also gives you the qualities and discipline it takes to be successful Whatever you decide to. Okay, so thank you guys. I want to wish the, the bottom top Cavaliers. Okay, you guys keep it rolling. I
1: know we got to go through Thank
4: you all so much very much. It. Uh, what a great job. I mean, uh, and what a message to those kids. Bud Foster, uh, you know, it's funny uh, if you paid attention early on, he says, No, I'm not used to, you know, cheering for the calves. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> good point there. But uh, he did a great job and really a good camp. Uh, Coach Harless and the whole team did a great job, and the players, and it was a lot of it was a lot of fun. Yeah,
5: Bud Foster is a good man. He just, you know, he's one of those guys that he connects very well with players and students, and he, he's just one of those guys that you're excited to have at your camp. And he uh, he clearly gives you everything he's got when he shows up. And good speech there.
4: All right, so this was our first uh, crunch time road game podcast, and I think it went well, guys. A lot of fun. Uh, remember, check out the Crunch website, crunchhsports.com, for everything Crunch. As always, you can reach out to us by email at crunchhsports@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Uh, let us hear from you. We want to know uh, what you thought about this and what you think about the Crunch. Um, again, great podcast today. Thanks uh, to Coach Harless and the Lord Bought Up football family and everybody out there. It's just a ball uh, for Coach Randy. He's Jimmy Whitaker, I'm Carl York, and remember, it's all All for him. him.